Great. It's uh, really good to hear from, from those guys and uh, they're doing a great work over in those countries. Um, we've sent teams over to Thailand in the past and seen firsthand what they do. It's amazing the, the level of sacrifice they're giving and, and what is uh, the fruit that's... They, they've got numbers of testimonies. You can you know, uh, search them out on Facebook or on, on, on the internet and get some of their, their testimonies they're sharing. It's just incredible stuff happening in, in all those places. So, um, yeah, we support them, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in two ways, by praying for them regularly and also with our missions giving. So there's missions envelopes at the um, giving stations at the left and the right as you exit. And also online, you can give into missions. Uh, through the Tithely app, there's a missions button. So uh, whatever you want to give into that, just press missions and it will be directed to the right uh, place. So, yeah, but let's support these guys. We've been supporting them for a number of years and uh, we want to increase that support and, and do more uh, for these guys than we ever have done before. So would you get on board with that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Um, also, buy some, buy some lunch and you'll, you'll, you have to be quick though because it's selling out. Um, all right, so if you've got your Bible or your device, turn to Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20. Um, we're going to just share briefly uh, before we grab something to eat in, in a little bit. But what we're looking at here is um, gee, what, what it'll, it'll say in some Bibles, it'll say the Great Commission. Or Jesus, um, not long after he's leaving, you know, not long to go with the disciples in a, you know, in a personal sense on the earth. And he, and he says this to them. He says, uh, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the title is Go, but wait. So Jesus says to everyone who is born again, Go and make disciples of all nations on earth. He says that to you today if you're a born-again Christian. Go, make disciples of every nation on earth. All the nations. It includes Thailand. It includes Cambodia. It includes whatever nation pops into your head right now anywhere in the world. And it also includes Australia where we live. So disciples of Jesus are disciple makers of Jesus. We are at the same time being discipled and also making disciples. And the process of making disciples incorporates the whole package of Christianity, praying for people, talking to them about Jesus, loving people, knowing and teaching the truth and being a good example for them to see, hear and follow which is essentially walking in the Spirit. So whenever we go anywhere in life, we have an overarching purpose to make disciples in that location. So when you or I go to work, we go to make disciples. When you go to school, you go to school to make disciples. When you go to church, 
you come to church to make disciples. When you're going to stay home, you're staying home to make disciples. So everywhere we go, we have an overarching purpose to make disciples. Every day we go to all sorts of places and we may go to buy some food, we may go to school, we may go for whatever reason, but over all of that, we're making disciples in any location we find ourselves in on any particular day. But before we go anywhere, we have to wait. Why do we have to wait? What are we waiting for? Acts 1, 4 to 8. On one occasion, while he, Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates. The Father is set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what are we waiting for? Jesus has told his, his disciples, go and make more disciples. But then he says, but first, wait. Before you go, wait. So we're waiting for the baptism in the Spirit. We're waiting for his power to enable us. That's why we wait. And we must have that before we go. If we go without waiting, for the power of the Holy Spirit will fail to live a life that successfully dis makes disciples. But if we wait before we go, we will see success. So the, the couples we've seen in the, in the video, um, the Perrys, the Clars, the Thomases, they're seeing success in the nations they're in, in making disciples. They're seeing success in people being saved, discipled, becoming leaders and and trained in the ways of God, they're seeing success. And I, I guarantee that they would have waited before they went. So God would have likely told them, or they, they, they were made aware that they were going to this nation, they would have waited and said, God, we need your power before we go anywhere. Because they're seeing success, and they'll continue to wait. But if we stop waiting before we go then we will fail in our mission. So if we go but don't wait, there's a result. Joshua 7, two to, uh, verse 2 to 5, if you go to the next slide there. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, to the east of Bethel, and told them, go up and spy out the region. So the men went up and spied out Ai. When they returned to Joshua, they said, not all the people will have to go up to Ai. Send two or three thousand men to take it. And do not weary all the people, for only a few men are there. So about three thousand men went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. So these Israelites, I don't know if you know the story, but they'd just been at Jericho, this fortified city with massively thick walls. There was absolutely no way they could possibly 
defeat that city. And so they were waiting on God, marching around the city, waiting on God, and God came with his power. And they saw a great victory. The walls fell. And and they won that city. And they saw a great victory. And immediately after that, they've got this little town called Ai. I don't know how many people are there. Not many. It's a bit of a defenseless little town. And they're like, well, just go and just go and get it. You blokes, you go up there, take AI. AI. Rest of us, we'll just sit back. It's no big deal. It's easy, easy to get AI. We've just got Jericho, for goodness sake. And so off they go, but they get defeated when they try initially to take AI. But if they'd waited on God over this small town, they would have realised, hey, there's something we need to deal with first. They would have waited for the Holy Spirit to empower them, would have waited for God to move, and then they would have overrun that town and had another victory. But they didn't wait. They just went forward in presumption and in our own lives. I don't know about you, but if there's a big task that I have to face that is beyond my ability to achieve, then I'll be waiting on God before I go into that situation. I'll be saying, God, help me. I need your power. I need your strength. But when it's a job, when it's something that, that's easy, that I can think I can achieve in my own ability, I'm, I'm just going to hang out at home. I'm just going to my job. I know how to do it. I've done it for years. I'm going on holidays. There's no need to wait. Well, I can tell you that you, you can get beaten and defeated at home. You can get beaten and defeated at a job you know the ins and outs of. You can get beaten every time you go anywhere even to the most menial or easy task. So before we go to work, we need to wait for power. Before you go to school, you need to wait for the power of God. Before you go to church, you need to wait for power. Before you stay home, you need to wait for power. Before you go anywhere, we need to wait for power. It's the difference between victory or defeat. God may have called us to that area, but if we don't wait for power, we won't see the victory. When I became a Christian at um, 26 years of age, I, was, I experienced what the disciples uh, experienced in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit coming upon me, um, tongue, speaking in other languages, a baptism in the Holy Spirit, a flooding of the Spirit of God in, into my life into my body and I experienced that the same way they did and you know after but and it was an amazing experience but after a relatively short time I realized that this empowering from God I needed it I needed it daily I needed it regularly it wasn't just that one-off event I needed it every single day if I didn't wait for it in the morning or before I went to go anywhere I struggled to talk about Jesus in any capacity everything seemed to be difficult I couldn't react or respond well to the challenges I faced I was more worried about myself than anyone else have you been there you just think well today I won't bother I don't need to I've got this covered but then you come home at the end of the day and you think man everything took 10 times longer than it should have I was impatient I, I, I missed my opportunity to talk about Jesus. I, I, I didn't really care about anyone at work. But if you spend that time, it'll be a different outcome. And I've experienced it. 
the days that I haven't done it, I have ab absolutely clearly noticed a, a difference. Not that there's necessarily less difficulty or less stuff might happen, but my ability to deal with stuff was uh, seriously compromised on those days. So I've learned that I have to, before I go, I have to wait. Whatever I'm going to do, I have to wait. I don't have the capacity to win any victories, to see any disciples made in my own strength, unless I'm waiting before I go. And it's the same for every one of us. We're all in the same boat. So if we wait before we go, we'll see success in our every day. No matter if you face Jericho or Ai, no matter if we go to Thailand or to Tumbi Bay, no matter if we're going to preach the gospel to thousands or living out our faith at home with our families, the, the largeness or the relative smallness of it doesn't make any difference. We need to wait on God in all scenarios that we find ourselves in life. So that is two ways we can live out our lives as born-again Christians. Going, but waiting first, or going without waiting. But there's another way we can live our life, neither going nor waiting. So we don't go and we don't wait. If we don't go and we're not waiting on God, we're either asleep or dead. If we have no desire to go and make disciples or wait on God, and we're just happy to live in the world among people in the way that the world lives and, and, and find no discomfort in that, if that's easy and happy, we're happy to do that, then we either need to wake up to our born-again life in Jesus or ask Jesus to come into our dead spirits and make us alive. So in Ephesians 5.14, this is what is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. When I was reading this verse to prepare this message, I've never seen it so clearly, but if you read this verse in context, it's actually directed at born-again Christians who are living in the world the same as the people of the world around them. There's no difference. They're just living the same life, same patterns in life, same things are just happening. That's who this verse is directed at. If you look either side of it, read either side of it, I, I go home and, and check and read that. Either side, you'll see that Paul is saying, you know what, you can't be just the same as everyone around you. You're actually asleep. You're asleep to what God has for your life. You're asleep to, to the, what he wants to, how he wants you to live. You're asleep to the character he wants to build in your life. You're asleep to reaching the people around you and seeing their souls saved and them discipled into my kingdom. And so if you're in that situation, if we're in that situation, we need to get woken up. And, you know, sometimes we need help to wake up. If you're in a deep sleep, you don't always just wake up yourself. You need someone to come into the room and knock you on the side. Get up. You slept through your alarm. Wake up. You know, and if you're in that situation, maybe come to awaken nights. Specifically put in place to wake us up as a Christian people to what God has for our lives. So we know who we are in him and what he has for our lives. There's many other things we can do to wake up. So the, the, that verse is about Christians sleeping with the dead. Wake up, get up from among the dead, seek Christ and he'll shine on you. 
showing you who you are in him, showing you what needs to change so you're no longer sleeping in the dark with the dead but shining as a light in a dark world holding out the world word of life and so lastly as the music team comes I, I mentioned that if you don't go or you don't wait you're either asleep or dead you're either a born-again Christian but you're asleep among the dead or you're one of the dead in Romans 13, 11, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. See, the day is almost here. We haven't got much longer in our life on this earth. Heaven is quickly approaching and we need to be about making disciples we need to be in the place God has called us to be in we need to be going where he calls us to go and waiting for his power before we go into those places but we may also we may not even be uh, alive and you know the Bible clearly talks about that if you're dead in sin you're, you're dead spiritually you, you don't know God. You have no connection with God. You need to actually come alive in Jesus Christ. You need to ask him to forgive you. You need, you need his spirit to come into your life and actually raise you from the dead and give you eternal life and life abundant in this life on earth. And so maybe you've never taken that step. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to come into your life and, and, and give you spiritual life to raise you from the dead, to give you an eternity in heaven and not in hell. Maybe you've never done that. We're going to do that this morning together. And if you're in that situation, why don't you say this uh, to God? Just, just speak to God. It's as simple as saying a prayer. It's as simple as asking and requesting Him to come into your life. So let's all pray this together. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer this morning, congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. Tell someone that you've done that this morning. Uh, could you all stand with me? Uh, we're going to pray. And then we're going to have a song to finish. And uh, then we're going to, um, Pastor Pauline will come up with some announcements. But maybe you're here and you, you'd say, you know what, I am I am just living among the world. I don't really ever want to make disciples. I don't really see the need. Well, we're going to pray right now. And we're going to believe that you're going to wake up. Spark is going to go on. You're going to start to understand who you are in Christ. You're going to start to step into what he has called for your life. Not just be among the world and just in the world just as normal every day with everyone else, doing what everyone else does. But you're going to set yourself apart and, and be the Christian that God has called you to be. So would you bow your heads, let's pray together. Father, we pray. God, if, if, if we're in that situation this morning, Lord, that you say to us, wake up, wake up, O oh sleeper, 
wake up, understand who you are in me. Understand the call and purpose that, that I have on your life. So Lord, we pray for those people, Lord, that they'd hear your voice, that you'd speak to them, that you'd stir a fire in their hearts, stir a fire in them right now. Lord, I pray for anyone that hasn't received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, God, that you'd baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Lord, that they'd be praying in other languages, that the power of God would be upon them. Lord, where they've been weak and unable to do anything prior to this morning, Lord, as they go out today, they'll find, hey, God has empowered me to do what he's called me to do. And I have a power on the inside of me that, that can't be denied. So Lord, we pray for that. God, and help us to wait before we go. Help us to go everywhere you tell us to go, but empower us before we do it. Lord, we trust you and we believe.